When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your name? Heat. I was on that train this afternoon. Quite a race. No contest. Not the way those cabbage stacks come off a turn. Where are you from? West of the Divide. How west? Pretty much all over. Last place you worked? Corning. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, you're listening to TV Confidential and this is Penny Fuller. Robertson with a reminder that award-winning actress and author Blanca Blanco will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, covers DVD and music releases twice a month for CartoonResearch.com. He is the co-author of Mouse Tracks, the story of Walt Disney Records, and the author of a forthcoming history of Hanna-Barbera. What do you have for us this week? We have the Big Valley. Wow, it's big. It's a big valley. It's a big valley. It's a it, it's a big show. I love looking at their faces at the beginning, and it seems to me that they're all looking at the valley, and they all have a different comment about the valley. One is, that valley is out there, and I'm going to tame it. And then Audra looks at it, and it's like, it's a beautiful valley, and I'm going to ride my horses on the valley. And then it's like, this is a valley that's going to know justice. And then you've got Victoria, who says, it's my husband's valley, and I'm going to defend it, and I'm going to make sure it's the valley that he dreamed of, and that future generations will know this valley. Victoria played by Miss Barbara Stanley. Miss. Yeah, in the 60s, when you had legendary female actors... Of Hollywood, they were Miss. Miss Ann Southern as my mother, the car. Miss Barbara Stanwyck. Uh, Miss well, Betty Davis was in a lot of things. Well, and also just to underscore the point that even though Barbara Stanwyck did do some television prior to uh, the Big Valley, getting her to commit to a weekly series was a big deal in 1965. And she threw herself into this, too. She doesn't just uh, saunter in and saunter out. There are some episodes she may not be in as much, but when she is in them, she gives it her all, and she lets her hands get dirty. Yeah, the, uh, Julie Adams did our show several years ago, and she talks. Uh, she did at least one, maybe two shows, but I believe there was in 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 the show she did. Uh, she had a confrontation with Victoria who was Barbara Stanwyck's character. And I, I don't think it was a, 
I, I don't think it was a cat fight per se, but there was a physical altercation. And as Julie Adams recalled, there was pushing and a shoving and Barbara Stanwyck gave as good as she got. That may have been an episode I actually wanted to mention, not just because Julie Adams was in it as well. And there's a lot of TV confidential guests who were in Big Valley episodes, but because it was a very, there was a lot of very interesting and um, bizarre episodes. And this was one of the most strange. It was called The Emperor of Rice. And it was about the swindling of trying to get money for the rice crops and illegally trying to do something bad or whatever. And Victoria was on to this guy who was trying to cheat. And and his, his wife or female associate, who was Julie Adams, and how she was ruthlessly behind this and how they were using this form of hypnosis with magic lanterns in order to manipulate and Victoria was trapped in the cellar. And I think this is where the fight happened. She was trapped in the cellar and they were subjecting her to this torturous succession of colors. And, and it was psychedelic colors and shapes that were unbelievably painful for her. And so you had this very sixties kind of thing going on that was a departure for the show, and yet not. Yeah, considering there. the show took place in the 1870s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you had that once in a while. You had that once. Yeah, in a while. you had your occasional wild, wild west anachronism moment. That was the most wild, wild west it got, but it was still a very fascinating episode. Yeah. And she was, as I recall, she was a very villainous villain. Yeah, and you were rooting for Victoria to just. Um, kick butt yeah and 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 and, and <laughs> as i recall she did this was a show it ran latter half of the 60s i think 60 65 to 69 it was very popular in syndication throughout the 70s and 80s and I I remember that uh, for many years the local well it's not it's not a Fox affiliate but it was an independent station in uh in the San Francisco Bay Area Channel 2 aired it sometimes for many years they aired it during noon from noon to 1 sometimes they aired it from noon to 1 and from midnight to 1 in the morning so they were aired twice a day and when I was in college the community house where I was living in we would all make sure, as as it happens, our class schedules would end like quarter to 12. So we would run home and we would watch Big Valley from noon to one as, he, as we ate lunch. It was a bonding experience. It was one of those shows that while it did, it did fairly well on ABC, they always put really tough competition against it. Yeah, and this really? was ABC in the 60s when it did not have the full throttle of affiliates that CBS and, N- right. and, ABC, and NBC had. I think in the last season, it was up against Carol Burnett. Yeah. So it was it was always having it tough. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think reportedly, uh, Joey Bishop even complained about it because he said it created a weak lead-in for his show, Yeah, which I would guess would be just another one of his excuses. But ironically, his sidekick, Regis Philbin, appeared in one of the episodes. Oh, really? So, 
yeah, so go figure. Maybe that was a tie-in for his show. But it's funny to see Regis Philbin on the Big Valley, but there he was. But eating rich crackers. It was yeah. <laughs> it was one of those it was one of those things that that just happens. Most not all hour long series do well in syndication, but the nature of this program, because of the bond of the family and the continuity of of each one of them and the attachment you gain for them, the daily exposure to them is very much very much conducive to watching it every day either at night or in the afternoon. I remember growing up, it was on in the morning. It was on at like, I don't know, nine or 10 in the morning, every single morning. Cause I remember seeing the credits. I didn't watch it when it was on something I was watching was on right after it. So I remember seeing the credits constantly for years and years and years. So it, it had a very, very, very long shelf life in syndication and, in, just like every other show from the past, or, and stuff that's on now that will become something of the past, it will always be forever locked in when it was made. But just like stuff uh, now, it was making efforts to say things in its day the best it could about what was going on in the world. And the, the presence of Barbara Stanwyck gave an awful lot of oomph to a female in the West and she took no prisoners. Yeah. She might've been in, she might've been a damsel in distress, but don't mess with her. There was a lot of episodes where they, she'd be out on her own and you'd think, okay, why didn't she take a Barkley boy with her? You know? And it's like, but she's going to prevail because she's, she's a tough as nails and she's Barbara Stanwyck. I, I would call her like, an early version, an early prototype of Miss Ellie on, da on, on Dallas, because especially in the original, with the original cast in Dallas, Miss Ellie, she would defer to Jock um, because Jock was the head of the household. But Miss Ellie was a tough, was, was, was a tough woman and you did not cross her. And, yeah. and as the show came on, even Jock, Jock will learn, okay, there, there's a point where you could not cross Miss Ellie. Yeah, it's funny you should mention Dallas because watching it, we were making an enormous amount of parallels between Dallas and Big Valley. And in a way, Big Valley was an inverted Dallas because here was a wealthy family. But and while there were there was certainly nice uh, Ewings. Yeah, you did not have a JR type of character in the Big Valley. But yet... The Barclays, I used to say, okay, who's mad at the Barclays in this episode? Yeah. Because inevitably, there would be somebody who got mad at the Barclays either because they had too much money and they were throwing themselves around unfairly or because they were taking the wrong side of an issue. You know, like uh, Jared would be defending someone everyone hated or something like that. People were constantly mad at the Barclays. And the difference between the Barclays and the Ewings is that because of JR and because of various things, the Barclays generally were very virtuous in that they lived up to a very high standard. Yeah. They had built this, this empire. Honestly, they tended to champion the underdog. They taking baby steps into the sixties when they started doing stories that tippy toed into civil rights, they usually uh, acted on behalf of, 
of ethnic groups yeah. where it wasn't popular. The Big Valley, available on DVD through Timeless Media and other platforms. We'll continue our DVD and streaming report at the end of our second hour. We'll talk some more about some of the parallels between the Big Valley and Dallas. We'll also talk about how the Big Valley gave Lee Majors an opportunity to act more so than any of his subsequent television series. We'll also talk about what Lee Majors learned from Barbara Stanwyck as an actor. And we'll ask Greg whatever happened to Eugene Barkley, the fourth Barkley brother who went the way of Chuck Cunningham on Happy Days after the first season. We'll continue our conversation with Greg at the end of our second hour. In the meantime, take a quick time out, then we will welcome award-winning actress and author Blanca Blanco, we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. One more item. If you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.